0: This is the start of something good, a prelude of sorts. We see so many shows on HGTV and the DIY network about real estate investment, but sometimes they fail to tell the stories, or at least the real stories, of the entrepreneurs of real estate. In today's episode, we'll give you a preview of some of these stories and set the stage for the podcast that is Flipping Awesome Podcast. Welcome to episode number one of Flipping Awesome Podcast. I'm your co-host and producer Marshall Saunders and with me is my co-host
1: Heather Foss and I'm a licensed real estate agent in the state of Minnesota with Remax Results.
0: Every week Flipping Awesome Podcast brings you a story from the real world of real estate investing whether it's rehabbing or flipping homes rentals, vacation rentals, duplexes, triplexes, big, huge multi-unit complexes, whatever it is. By bringing you the story of real people who have made real investments in all sorts of real estate, we want to make you better informed and hopefully entertained.
1: Every year, we'll have a spring and fall season, which will consist of 16 episodes, and we'll have video and blog content, so be sure to check out our webpage, FlippingAwesomePodcast.com or like our page on Facebook by searching Flipping Awesome Podcast.
0: But since this is our first podcast, we should probably introduce ourselves. Heather, tell us about yourself.
1: All right. I lived in South Minneapolis for about eight years. And then in 2018, decided to <laughs> cross this river and moved to St. Paul. We bought this home in Upper Town neighborhood of St. Paul. Yeah. Uh, decided to do a little house hacking, rehabbed it. And so I lived there with my husband, Eric, and our two pups, uh, Hank and Lola. I got licensed in 2007, just shortly after graduating from Hamlin. Um, and
0: right before the largest real estate recession in history.
1: Yeah, right? so I, I remember sitting in class and everybody was just like super excited and just loaded. And they're like, oh my God, this is going to be <laughs> the greatest thing of our lives. And everybody's super excited and passed the test, quit my job, and then it was like crickets. Okay, now what? But since then, uh, I've seen a lot of different kinds of real estate, foreclosures, HUD homes, homes and receivership, short sales, probate, rehabs, investing, traditional stuff too. And I've really fallen in love with the uh, different avenues that real estate brings you. And And I've always been like a problem solver. I just want to solve problems. Real estate just kind of feeds you problems. That's that's what we are, problem solvers. <laughs> that's for sure. So, Marshall, tell us about yourself.
0: I started my first company when I was 14, so I've been an entrepreneur much of my life.
1: 14?
0: I, that's right. I started a vending machine business. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, we had uh, washers and dryers in multiple apartments throughout Bloomington and Richfield. But I got into real estate about 24 years ago when I became an agent. My dad Founded Remax Results back in 1984, so I've kind of grown up with real estate to a large degree. I bought my dad's half of the real estate brokerage that he founded in October of 2008. So again, I the had great timing. You oh went into goodness. real estate, I bought a brokerage, <laughs> yeah, right before the entire market collapsed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so it was really fun times. I sold that brokerage about uh, five years ago, and since then, have totally devoted myself to. Real estate investing, making real estate investing more attainable to regular people but through education. I also founded a website called Saunders Daily, which was a a real estate crowdfunding portal. And uh, I also live in St. Paul, uh, just like you do. And I have a beautiful wife who is becoming a pastor. And uh, I have two children. One is a senior in high school and a senior in college. And then, of course, Izzy, our little Cavachon 15-pound dog that (laughs) is the glue that holds our entire household together. Um, That's my life.
1: Yeah. I I mean, our dogs are just like the center of everything. Right. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Well, let's get to the show.
0: That's right. Today's episode is called Prelude, appropriate since it's our first show. We wanted to take this show and give a preview of some of the voices you'll hear over the next 15 episodes of our spring 2020 season. We really wanted to focus on the heart of what this show is about, the who, why, and how of real estate investing. What is at the core of this challenging, rewarding, and sometimes defeating entrepreneurial venture? We'll share some thoughts from those experts that we will be interviewing this season. But first, uh, let's share our own stories. Heather, how'd you get involved in real estate investing?
1: Funny enough, I kind of tripped and fell into it. My first client ever, during my career was my mom and she wanted to buy this house which ended up being a bank-owned property knowing absolutely nothing. We went and saw it and the next day the listing agent took it off the market and we were like, Okay. So I called the listing agent and I said, What happened to this property? Are you going to put it back on the market? And she said, Well, the asset uh, management company was purchased by another asset management company. And so I don't really know what's going to happen to it. Not knowing anything about anything, I went back to my mom and I said, Well, you know, um, they don't know. And she said that the, the asset management company was being bought out. And so my mom worked for uh, the Royal Bank of Canada. And, had access to like Bloomberg where she went on her computer and figured out who bought this bank Mm. and it turned out that the home was going to be uh, serviced by Linton Loan Servicing Mm -hmm. and never heard of them before in my life and having a lot of time on my hands I basically googled them and called every phone number that I could find and eventually somebody answered the phone and was like oh I don't know about that house, but I have a house in Brooklyn Center. Do you have any time to go see uh, if anybody's living there? I'm like, well, okay. (laughs) And she's just like, I'm going to email you a piece of paper. It's an occupancy check. You answer three questions, take a picture, and send it back to me by tomorrow. Can you do that? And I said, sure. And not really knowing what I was getting into, I did it. It was super easy, and I sent it back to her the same day. And she's like, this is great. I've got another one. Can you go see this house? And I was like, sure. Long story short, like— We never found that house um, that my mom was looking for, but I ended up taking on... I think it was like 47 properties for Linton wow. Loan Servicing that first year in real estate. So really, I started selling real estate for Linton Loan Servicing or banks doing REOs before traditional real estate.
0: And REO is real estate owned, which is basically a foreclosed property.
1: Yeah. So uh, so basically, they started giving me these houses to monitor while they were going through the foreclosure process. Mm-hmm. The part where the real estate investment came from, a lot of them were in such distress that they were being sold to investors. And so I had to develop a skill of determining the current value of the property and being able to talk to investors about the repaired value Mm. of the property. We were working with people who, who were rehabbing, and we were working with a lot of people who were just going to hold them. And so looking at, you know, the, the cost of the repairs and the potential rent that they were going to get, that was kind of the first layer of real estate investing was selling these REO properties to buy and hold investors, most mostly, and this was like 2008. We were <laughs> working really hard for just a little bit of money. A lot of the houses were being sold in North Minneapolis for like twenty thousand dollars, thirty thousand dollars. You know, after you watch somebody do it a, f- a handful of times, you watch some people do it really well, and you watch some people just <laughs> right. it up. And then you're just like, I can do this. And so yeah, we we decided to step in and. And and buy our first rental property. So that's kind of where it all got started.
0: Well, I got started uh, in investment real estate kind of like you by accident. I backed into it. I was a real estate agent and I was selling someone a home. I sold them a nice home and I was making a very nice commission. But the person that was selling the home would not accept a contingent offer. And so I stepped in and I said, okay, I will guarantee your home. I will buy it if you can't sell it. The closing time was really short. So I was really going into that with the idea that there's better than a 50-50 chance that I'm going to have to buy this house. What year is this? This was uh, 2002. Okay. Before you were even in real (laughs) estate. I, I bought it so that they could close on their new home, got it all done. And so I went in there and I had some obvious things. There were some uh, mechanicals that needed to be upgraded. It had an old gravity furnace, uh, didn't have central air. So I went in and did a lot of HVAC uh, work. I didn't do anything myself. I. I am a liability on the work site, believe me. (laughs) You know, you're talking about one step forward, two steps back. I'm like one step forward, like nine steps back. I, (laughs) I do harm to anything that I'm involved with. And then we replaced, you know, the old linoleum countertops and threw out the orange countertops and got new stuff and got granite. And as it turned out, you know, buying that home, I made about twenty thousand dollars on it. Um, at that time, I bought it for I think it was around two hundred thirty thousand dollars. I put in about thirty thousand dollars, and then the cost of buying and selling were factored in, and I sold it for just over three hundred thousand. So I cleared. Twenty to $30,000 on that deal uh, over the course of six months. So it really got me excited, like, oh, I can do this. Yeah. You know, kind of like that light bulb that went off in your head. I can do this. I could do this multiple times. And it was fun and it was frustrating and it was uh, working with vendors was annoying and it took me a long time to cultivate the right group of people uh, around me, the team around me. But uh, that happened over time. And I did uh, multiple uh, flips throughout uh, the early 2000s. So that's how I got started. I I really backed into it out of an economic necessity and offer, you know, offering my clients that service of not having to sell their home and kind of loved it. Now I'm uh, more involved with have and hold properties Mm -hmm. and rentals and single family homes. And I don't do a lot of flips. Uh, When I do uh, rehabbing, it's primarily rehabbing to rent. Gotcha. But the first thing that anyone involved in real estate investing should understand is that you need to have a great team around you. Real estate lawyers, lenders, inspectors, tradespeople of all sorts, but first and foremost, a real estate agent. If you already have deep knowledge of real estate investing and your state doesn't require you to have a license for what you're doing or how often you do it, then great. But for the other 99%, you really should start your journey by finding a good real estate agent. Over the last five years, I have built up a network of real estate agents who put their customer first and truly know the best plan to get started in real estate investing in your area. If you'd like us to match you up with a great agent in your area, simply go to our website at FlippingAwesomePodcast.com and click on the Experts link at the top of the page fill out the form and hit submit. We will never sell your information to anybody. We're not looking to spam you with emails or anything like that. All we want is the basic information that you can provide there to find you the best possible fit for a real estate agent in your area. It's a great place to start. I strongly encourage you to begin your journey that way. Heather, like we said earlier, today's guest is going to be four brief moments of interviews that we'll be featuring in full later in this season. The first featured segment will be Joe Mueller, who was in our studios a few weeks ago. Joe will be our featured guest on episode three this season, which is available on February 27th. And here he tells us how he got his start in investment real estate and truly channeled his entrepreneurial zeal into his business. So Joe Mueller, you are a real estate agent and a rehabber. Yes, sir. Right? Yeah. Uh, what got you into rehabbing? What was the the thing that piqued your
2: interest about that? Well, I got into real estate, helping people buy and sell first, and then watching others nab up good deals and renovate and flip was. I mean, it was just right in front of me. Sure. And. So as quickly as I got into real estate sales, I wanted to, I just knew I wanted to do it. But when I got into real estate, I had, you know, $20,000 in debt was driving a $500 truck and I, I just didn't have the money or the funding. I think I had the know-how because I had always as a kid been entrepreneurial, buying and turning around and selling stuff. In fact, to save up the down payment for my first home, which I bought when I was 21, I would, I was into custom car audio and high-end audio, I would find really rare amplifiers, speakers, buy them and resell them for a profit.
0: Very entrepreneurial. Yeah. And so you're a real estate agent too. Do you find that helps you in the rehab business or does that hurt you? Would you suggest it to other people?
2: Well, it does. I've, I've been doing it 10 years now. And of course, you got to know the sandbox you're playing in. And when you're involved in, we sell on average 70 to 80 homes a year for for clients. A lot of them flippers as well. A lot of them um, traditional, you know, families that are that are buying and selling real estate, we see a lot of transactions. We see a lot of homes. I think I average it out and I show about four to 500 homes a year. Wow! And so we get to see a lot of what buyers are saying they want in trends. We also do a lot with new construction. So we're seeing upcoming trends. We can install that, insert that into our renovations. It also puts us in front of um, clients that may need to sell in an urgent manner, you know, some reason why they might, you know, sacrifice the price a little bit mm-hmm. uh, in order to have the outcome they want. And, you know, of course, we got to tread lightly. So that's the flip side of that coin. We we are in real estate to help people. We never want them to be short at a dollar. But a great example, um, four or five years ago, one of the first flips that I was actually involved in, uh, not just kind of uh, from a Real estate agent right. point of view. I was a partner on this flip. She called me because she's like, I have a job in Florida that I need to start in three weeks. It pays me double what I'm making up here, and I gotta go. But I'm gonna warn you, my house is a mess. I've got projects that are incomplete. I went over so it so as a traditional kind of listing appointment at her house, right? And I went over to consult an advisor. None of that stuff scares me away. When we met with her, I was sitting in her dining room. It was raining her roof was leaking on me. It was <laughs> dripping on my shoulder and I thought gosh, you know, how do I be- how do I best help her? We kind of looked at what the home would be worth if she could finish the projects and did an analysis of every direction she could take from from that day forward to accomplish her work goals, her move, and ultimately she wanted to sell her home for a price that was attractive enough where I just said, "Would you mind if I bought it?" And that was one of my my first flips that I acquired that way, so does being in real estate help immensely, sure. of course, if somebody else had that appointment and just immediately was trying to buy that home for below market, there's some conflict there, right? Sure, sure. So there's a lot of flippers that I've learned from that have coached me that have said, you you might not want your real estate license. I believe if you just conduct yourself ethically, they go hand in hand. You know, it, it allows us to see more homes interact with and help with other investors. And then it just it keeps us more engaged in flipping. In fact, I, I don't think I'd be very good at flipping if I wasn't involved in real estate sales. Sure. Our next featured segment
0: is from our interview with Mackenzie Owens. She was in our studios a few months ago when she was seven months pregnant and shared how she got into investment real estate. Mackenzie will be featured on episode four this season, which is available March 5th. So, Mackenzie, you are a rehabber, right? Yes, a rehabber and a realtor. Okay. What interested you most about rehabbing? What got you into that part of the business?
3: You know, um, it was actually a decision between my parents and myself. My stepdad has been a contractor for the past 30-plus years, and we thought it would be cool to combine my career— with his. And mm. then we also brought my mom into it. She's um, she's on the design side of it sure. and um, does all the staging. And we thought it would be a cool family venture. So that's what it's been each time. So
0: you're a realtor as well, right? Yep. How does that help you or hurt you? A lot of people ask me when they get into rehabbing, do I need to become a realtor? Do I have to do that? Mm-hmm. Um, what's your answer to that?
3: I mean, I don't think that you have to but it helps a ton. You know, you're more familiar with comps and the comp is when you're looking at the area, looking at what the price is going to be after the fact. So after you do the rehabbing, you're more familiar with neighborhoods. You might work in a certain area. So you might want to do the rehab or the flip in a certain area. So you certainly don't have to. I, I think a lot of real estate, anybody can study, right? What's going on with the market? Sure, but um, being a realtor certainly helped quite a bit.
0: You have two major projects going on right now. You one, you're pregnant, yes. uh, seven months pregnant, yeah, have seven so months that pregnant. is a major project. It
3: certainly is <laughs> bigger than anything else, right? And then you have uh, another project going on, right? Yep. What is that? My boyfriend and I just bought a duplex, um, up down duplex. It was built in the '50s, so it's kind of a split level style. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the previous owner had been there for 25 years, so there's lots of work to be done. They were cigarette smokers. So you can just imagine, Mm -hmm. I mean, the the ceiling was just yellow with Mm -hmm. nicotine. The bathrooms need to be replaced. The kitchen needs to be replaced. We need to get that lower unit rent ready. Mm -hmm. So we're working on that with much haste. You know, we've got a serious deadline. deadline. Yep. We've got a serious deadline. So yeah, but it's going pretty smooth.
0: The next featured segment we are playing today is from Andy Polsky, who has his own podcast called Andy Polsky's Guide to Financial Freedom Through Real Estate. Andy started in construction and used his entrepreneurial skills to do everything from selling homes to owning vacation rentals. Andy's full interview will be featured on episode 13 this season, which is available May 7th. How did you start an investment
4: real estate? How did you get involved with real estate to begin with? I guess I always had a, a strong interest in it, and yeah. in the construction background mixed with real estate. was always fun having those two tool sets. But I just, I always knew it was a good investment and from an early age I paid for everything with cash and I just wanted to invest my money as smart as I could paying rent as soon as I turned 18, I realized as soon as I could potentially buy a place, okay, that's going to be a good investment. Right. And then after I bought my first home, it was like addicting. We remodeled that and I wanted to just keep going. So I think that's really the driving factor is knowing, okay, I can cut out these living expenses basically, or at least be paying myself and paying down a mortgage rather than just renting and and dumping my money down the drain to someone else. Uh,
0: Your first real estate investments, were
4: they primarily uh, duplexes, that type of thing? No, most of my stuff is, I I like to do flips. So get in, get the maximum value for a property, sell it and move on to the next one. It's not always that easy. Staying agile and in some of the, one of those flips was on a lake property and that Mm. turned into my first vacation rental. And so now I, I like the vacation rental business a lot. It's becoming a little more saturated, but I think it's still a really good market to uh, capitalize as much as you can in, in rental revenue.
0: Sure, like maximize it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, a place might rent for two or $3,000 a month, but you can, on a vacation rental, sometimes get
4: $2,000 a week, right? Exactly. Right. You know, on the lake homes, you can charge more in a week than you can in a whole month. Sure. For longer term rental.
0: Not to mention the fact that then you got a nice uh, vacation place that you can go and have fun at uh, sometimes when it's not,
4: uh, not being used. Exactly.
0: Our final featured segment for this show is Jason Stockwell. Jason's an incredibly successful business person and a longtime friend of mine. Jason shares how he got started in the investment real estate business. That is complete with a few warnings for those getting started. Jason's full interview will be featured on episode 12 of this season, which is available on April 30th.
5: Tell me a little bit about your story. How did you get started in real estate? Well, I got out of college. I started a job that was telemarketing, and I did not like it at all. So I went to a real estate seminar. I saw an ad. I think it came in the mail. Because this is the run-up, right? This is like around 2002, 2003, it was starting to run up pre-recession. And there was a seminar that was going on, and it said how to make, you know, $50,000 on a property doing investment real estate. And I said, that looks great. Free seminar, right? Right. And they give you coffee and whatever. And I went to the (laughs) seminar, and it was a guy from Florida I do not remember his name. Tall guy, very well spoken. And he was going over all of his successes. Right. And he was the pitch was all these all these seminars have a pitch at the end, you know, and buy our kit and then we'll walk you through the process or help you get your first deal. Right. That'll therefore pay for at least the cost of the kit and probably you know, you probably make some profit after that. Right. So I bought The kit, was over $6,000 on a credit card. I did not have that kind of money at all. But he was, like I said, he was very well-spoken and very good salesman. The room was packed, right? Everybody wanted to invest in real estate at that time. There's a guy next to me, and he was in real estate. And he was just switching brokerages. And he said, hey, have you ever thought of getting into real estate? So it kind of started my whole real estate career that way too. Sure. So I bought the kit. He said to go around I think neighborhoods. I found one. I and I called him and said, Hey, I think I found one. Can you help me? By that time they had already uh moved to a different they were moving on to the next city. All right. So the the support wasn't there. <laughs> so I just warned people if you if you ever get these kits or you go to these seminars. The follow-through after you pay is not always what you expect. Sure. But just know that in advance. But um Anyway, it got me into real estate with a guy that uh, that I sat next to. Because then I, he convinced me to get my license. Because he asked me what I was doing for a living, I said I'm telemarketing, calling at least a hundred prospects, a hundred businesses a day, and uh, full commission. And he said, "Oh, you're a perfect candidate for a real estate agent." And I said, "Great." <laughs> what do I do? He said, "Take the classes and and get, get your the license." Test. And and lo and behold, good guy. Uh, but. It was a bad experience initially, but it turned into be a good experience. So he sure. had uh said, Hey, you qualify for our program. I said, What's the program? He said, Well, you can buy ten properties, you'll cash flow, and we'll give you cash at closing, right? And I didn't I was so I was twenty three or twenty twenty-four at the time. So I had no idea, right? Got my first investment with them, and then it ended up getting into foreclosure and it was a big mess, but it was the best blessing in disguise because I couldn't buy a. I could not get a loan to save my life after that. Sure. Uh, so then I ended up having to save money, real money, and then do the investment, uh, the slow, methodical, with a lot of due diligence type of uh, situation versus just uh, easy buying. You know, which, the the get rich slow uh, idea rather than get really slow. get rich quick. <laughs> <laughs> That's the biggest thing I think that people should take from real estate is or when they're investing in real estate is that yes you see it on tv the i made a 100 grand i made 50 grand i'm you know on these mm-hmm. projects but that mean one that may not be 100 percent true also the process it's a big learning curve and if even if you have someone there to help you your agent or your loan officer or, or an investor or whoever it's all on you it still stops at you because if everybody said hey hey follow me and i'll i'll get you 50 grand on every house everybody in the world would be doing it right, right. i mean you, you you're still on it's all on you as far as the end result and um and usually you get burned a few times in the process just like any business and then you learn but if you keep at it keep going don't get overextended in the end you'll be okay in long term though not necessarily in 6 months or a year but it, it can take 5 to 10 years to build up enough of a portfolio and business that you want. So,
0: From Heather and myself, thank you for listening to Flipping Awesome Podcast. Please visit our website at flippingawesomepodcast.com, where you can find additional video content for our show and find our links to our social networking sites. And like we mentioned before, you can fill out a simple form to be connected with a real estate agent in your area that is an investment real estate expert. Heather and I would love to answer your real estate investment questions on a future show. Call us at 612-352-9177 and leave us your question. And we'd love to play that question during the show. Flipping Awesome Podcast is produced and recorded at the studios of Minnesota Podcasting, who can be found online at mnpodcasting.com. Until next week, we wish you the very best.